0: evening our top stories tonight jk dobbins is physically unable to perform he is gonna practice with the ravens but it is going to be on a limited basis unlike rashad bateman who hasn't been able to practice at all and won't be able to practice at all until he actually shows up rashad bateman put on the did not report list though the ravens expect him to come in soon James Robinson signed with the New York Giants. Lions added a running back in Justin Jackson. Cole Beasley is back in the league. We've got a good one today on Player Profiler today. foremost J.K. Dobbins is headed to the physically unable to perform list alongside a couple other Ravens no real fantasy implications unless you're worried about the blocking from Patrick Ricard the fullback we also have Pepe Williams a slot cornerback and then some practice squad guys for the Baltimore Ravens but J.K. Dobbins is the big news and this one's kind of tricky because we know J.K. Dobbins is not happy with his contract. We know J.K. Dobbins wants an extension. We know that the Ravens are not going to give an extension to a running back who really hasn't played a full season in his NFL career. I mean, sure, as a rookie, he played a full season, but didn't get a full workload. So Ravens aren't going to extend him. Dobbins is unhappy. He has thought about holding out, talked about it. And there were some thoughts that, okay, he's not at OTAs, but he has the injury designation. He's not at minicamp, but he's, excused because he's injured but is he actually injured or is he holding out and now we still don't know but we do know that J.K. Dobbins was placed on the PUP list and he'll be limited he won't be practicing in full with the Baltimore Ravens at least to start the offseason because remember same as Brees Hall the Jets can activate Brees Hall at any point the Ravens can activate J.K. Dobbins at any point. And even while they're on the PUP list, they can be active. It's just going to be in a limited capacity. So we'll see how injured JK Dobbins actually is, but they went out and signed Melvin Gordon to a one year deal worth up to $3.1 million. And that was something they would do regardless of JK Dobbins health or not, because it's not just JK Dobbins that wasn't practicing at OTAs and minicamp. Gus Edwards, Didn't practice in the early offseason. He's not on the PUP, so we expect him to practice. But how much is he going to practice? How healthy is he? And what does Gus Edwards have left in the tank? Because he's always been just a grinder back, a Jordan Howard or a placement level guy that's just going to fall forward and get yards. I mean, it's impressive how often he's averaged 5.0 yards per carry plus, but very much a beneficiary of the Alfred Morris corollary he's got Lamar Jackson giving the handoffs and that opens wider rushing lanes for Gus Edwards and he is a big back so he's had some success in the NFL but can he keep doing that we don't know what he actually is coming off of this injury throughout this offseason and because there was no Dobbins there was no Gus Edwards it was 100% Justice Hill, Justice Hill getting all the first team reps at OTAs at minicamp and that's just not acceptable. I mean, Justice Hill, I believe he can be a fine third back in the NFL. I'm fine if he makes the Ravens roster. Billy and the Podfather have quite a little competition going on between the two of them Justice Hill and Keaton Mitchell. See if either makes the roster. But that's the thing behind Justice Hill, it was Keaton Mitchell and Owen Wright, two undrafted free agent running backs. Keaton Mitchell, very tiny. Owen Wright, completely irrelevant. So they had to make a move. They had to add a veteran running back. This will help no matter how much time J.K. Dobbins misses, no matter how much time Gus Edwards misses in training camp. Melvin Gordon probably going to make this roster probably not going to be over fan overly fantasy relevant might not even beat out Justice Hill for the RB two, three job, depending on what happens with Gus Edwards. But regardless, this is J.K. Dobbins backfield, even with the injury because I truly believe this is a little showmanship, a little game of chicken between J.K. Dobbins and the Baltimore Ravens. I do not believe that J.K. Dobbins will miss week one. I do not believe that J.K. Dobbins is going to hold out much, if any, of training camp. I believe J.K. Dobbins on the physically unable to perform list will be at practice. He will be working hard to come back and... Unfortunately, with J.K. Dobbins, the Joe Mixon, ah, I've got a migraine. The Alvin Kamara, ah, you know, just not feeling right today. That kind of holdout's not going to work. There's no world where J.K. Dobbins gets an extension ahead of the final year of his deal. And so, he's just going to have to grind it out. But come week one, come week two, week three, and so on and so forth, J.K. Dobbins is going to be the lead back in a much improved Baltimore Ravens offense. The Ravens have completely overhauled this team. They have a hole at left guard. They lost Ben powers, their left guard to the Denver Broncos, but there's competition there and it could be fine. Probably going to be, well, sorry, it will be fine. Probably not an upgrade, but there's a potential that it could be an upgrade. Ben powers slightly overrated and the rest of the offensive line is still good. They expanded the passing game, adding Odell Beckham, drafting Zay flowers, bringing in Nelson Aguilar, they also have Mark Andrews and Isaiah, likely two tight ends that are going to make m- matchups difficult for defenses across the NFL. And this is all going to help JK Dobbins. Cause I believe that JK Dobbins will be playing probably 60% of the snaps. I don't think it'll get much more than that. He'll hover in the 55 to 65% touches. So he'll be borderline a bell cow, but the efficiency in this Baltimore Ravens offense The ability to catch passes out of the backfield, which is something we haven't seen a whole lot of J.K. Dobbins because we haven't had to, but with Lamar Jackson taking a step back as a rusher, or at least that's the plan, it's going to mean more checkdowns to J.K. Dobbins or more designed passes to J.K. Dobbins, which is something we saw at Georgia quite a bit. This is a good time to not panic on J.K. Dobbins. This is a good time if there is a panicking owner to go out and get J.K. Dobbins. Because I really believe J.K. Dobbins is in for a massive year. It is J.K. Dobbins' backfield. Melvin Gordon, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, Keaton Mitchell. They're all just living in it. This is J.K. Dobbins' rushing attack. This is J.K. Dobbins' passing game attack. And I think he's going to be underrated after this news breaks. And speaking of more breaking
1: news from the Baltimore Ravens, we will get to that right after this word from the podfather. Hey, we're all starting new fantasy leagues all the time. And more often than not, where do we start our fantasy leagues at Player Profiler? On Sleeper. Because it's the best. You can imagine my excitement when I saw Sleeper rolled out. Sleeper picks, baby. Now, you know I love Kenny Pickett, right? Week one, who does he face? San Francisco. That's a bummer. So I'm going to be going less than on Kenny Pickett's projected yardage. And on whichever quarterback is starting for San Francisco in week one. (laughs) Probably not Trey Lance. (laughs) but then who do the Steelers face in week two ah the Browns right we think the Browns are going to crank things up so there you can say hey Kenny Pickett more than his projected passing yards and you keep on correlating Elijah Moore more than George Pickens more than and if you pick up to eight that's how you 100x your payout on sleeper it's called the Hail Mary If you use promo code UNDERWORLD, you get a $100 instant deposit match. Check out Sleeper's Terms and Conditions for details. These Sleeper picks are live in over 25 states. Yeah, buddy. Hey, you're in your fantasy draft and someone says, Hey, that guy's injury prone. I don't want him. And you're like, I don't know. I don't think you can predict injuries. Well, guess what? Now you can! Injury proneness is real! At Player Profiler, we have the data on these players, and it's all in the Injury Finder app. Their injury track record back through time, exactly where they were injured, how severe it is. We look at the BMI data, and we crunch it all together, and we give you probabilities that a player will miss multiple games this NFL season, as well as the complete database of NFL injuries and the ability to compare two players and look at their injury track record. The injury finder is powerful, and it's only 5 bucks. If it's worth it to have that peace of mind when you're drafting, go get it. Go
0: and get the injury finder. It is truly amazing. And you can use it to dive deep into Rashad Bateman as well. Because Rashad Bateman, it's not just J.K. Dobbins. It's not just the rushing attack. It's also Rashad Bateman with the Baltimore Ravens. He did not report to training camp. Now, we don't know why. Sometimes there are excused reasons, but the Ravens placed him on the did not report list. They have reportedly been in talks with Rashad Bateman and they expect him to be there very soon, whatever that means. But this has been a weird off season for Rashad Bateman. It started when Eric DeCosta, the general manager kind of called out the wide receivers that he's drafted. Rashad Bateman fired back that they have not been operating in good faith with the Lamar Jackson negotiations and that they have not done a good job at helping him as well. And that, There are some clear issues with the Baltimore Ravens that Rashad Bateman had. And then he deleted the tweet, and it seemed to go away. Lamar Jackson got paid. Everyone was happy. But Ravens go out and add Odell Beckham. Ravens go out and draft Zay Flowers. They also sign Nelson Aguilar. And none of these guys are really a threat to Rashad Bateman to become the wide receiver one we want him to be. If Rashad Bateman is that guy, he can become an alpha. He absolutely can if he's that guy. But what if he's not? Then we'll see more of a spread passing attack. I still believe Rashad Bateman will be the one or the one B behind Mark Andrews. But it's going to be a week to week thing. Sometimes it's going to be Zay Flowers, Sometimes it'll be Odell. It's always going to be Mark Andrews. And more often than not, it might be Rashad Bateman too depending on how much he plays because Rashad Bateman, in addition to the feud with the general manager, he had a cortisone injection in his foot, which meant he didn't participate in OTAs, which didn't meant he didn't participate in mandatory mini camp because his foot was just not healthy. The foot that he had surgically repaired after a Liz Frank injury. Rashad Bateman, it has not been a good off season, but the talent is there. The explosive ability is undeniable. The ability to command targets when healthy has been, Pretty impressive at times. It just hasn't all clicked at once. We hope it can happen. We hope that Rashad Bateman reports soon. We hope that he is healthy. We hope the foot is good to go. Just a little bit more pause on Rashad Bateman, but that's why you tune into Player Profiler today because we will have all of the updates on J.K. Dobbins, all of the updates on Rashad Bateman and all these other players that are either coming off injury or signing with new teams, including James Robinson, who is both both—he's still coming off Achilles injury. I know it's not recent, but James Robinson still coming off that Achilles injury and signs with the New York Giants. The New York Giants needed a veteran running back, much like the Baltimore Ravens, but a little bit different. And I probably think the Giants should have dra- signed a better running back because Saquon Barkley isn't going to be there for training camp. Saquon Barkley hit with the franchise tag. Wanted a long-term deal, didn't get it. So now he is not expected to attend training camp. And then we'll see what happens if he reports for week one. We expect him to. He can hold out up to six games and then return and start playing again and count another year towards free agency. But in the meantime, they signed James Robinson. James Robinson traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He started the year in a split backfield alongside Travis Etienne. Then he goes to the New York Jets and doesn't work out too well there. Brees Hall tears his ACL. So you think there's big opportunity, but instead, James Robinson is outplayed by Bam Knight and they had Michael Carter there. So obviously, he wasn't getting in on third downs. And then after the season, James Robinson signs with the New England Patriots in free agency and is cut almost immediately because they're worried about the health of James Robinson. He was not able to stay healthy, practice every single day with the Patriots. And so They moved on early. Now he comes into the New York Giants. They'll get to take a peek and see what he has left in the tank. But I just wish it was a more capable running back. Someone who you can allow play 60% of the snaps. Because we've talked about this, right? Without Saquon, Matt Breida is what? Matt Breida shouldn't be playing 40% of your snaps. But he probably will be because he's the best running back. So... You hope that James Robinson is now your best running back. And he's not a 60% snap guy, 60% opportunity guy at this point in his career. If he was, the Patriots wouldn't have cut him. Jets would have re-signed him or played him over Bam Knight. So James Robinson is probably what? He's playing 40% of the snaps. Matt Breida plays 30, 35. And then Eric Gray, Gary Brightwell, and Jay Sean Corbin, the winner of that position battle, gets the remaining pieces, gets to clean up that 20% or so, 15, 20%. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. I really don't. I hope that James Robinson can return to his rookie ability where he was the RB5 in points per game. James Robinson was incredible as a rookie. Took a step back in his second year. Wasn't as efficient even before the Achilles injury, but he did also deal with injuries throughout the season. And now he appears to just be a shell of his former self. I really, really hope that James Robinson can contribute to this Giants football team, but the Giants still need Saquon to return week one. If they go into the season with a committee of James Robinson, Matt Breida, and, the third man, whoever you want to throw in there, Eric Gray, Gary Brightwell, Jay Sean Corbin. That's a disservice to Daniel Jones and the Giants fans who are now expecting them to push for the playoffs. They may have peaked too early in that regard. It's not going to be because of the running back, but Saquon Barkley, the downgrade from Barkley to Matt Breida and James Robinson is staggering. Running backs aren't that important in the grand scheme of the NFL, but that is a staggering drop-off And for a Giants offense that doesn't have an established wide receiver, one, the closest thing is tight end Darren Waller. Eh, It's going to be an interesting Giants offense this year. I hope Saquon Barkley returns early. I hope James Robinson can come back to his glory, but we'll see. And we'll also see about the other player that the New York Giants signed, Cole Beasley. The Giants are going to take a shot on Cole Beasley. He will reunite. With Brian Dable, his former offense coordinator with the Buffalo Bills, where he set career highs across the board career highs in targets, career highs in intercept or receptions, not interceptions, career highs in rushing or receiving touchdowns, career highs in passing touchdowns. He threw a passing touchdown to Gabe Davis. He had his first career playoff touchdown with the Buffalo Bills. Career highs across the board for Cole Beasley. Now he is not that guy anymore. He took a massive drop off. From 2020 to 2021. Signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Couldn't hack it with them. And then joins the Buffalo Bills late in the season. Because they did not have the bodies at wide receiver. They just needed someone to to line up and run a hitch. So I don't expect Cole Beasley to make this roster. And he's competing with Jamison Crowder. Probably to make the roster. It'll be one of those two. But Paris Campbell's a slot receiver. Wanda Robinson's a slot receiver. Sterling Shepard's a slot receiver. He's not beating out Darius Slayton or Jalen Hyatt. Both of those players will make the team. Isaiah Hodgins is the X on the outside. So I don't see Cole Beasley making this team or it being fantasy relevant, but (laughs) it's a fun story, the reunion. And same with Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson returns to the Detroit Lions. You remember, he filled in pretty well for DeAndre Swift at times last year. And even when DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were healthy, sometimes he was just annoyingly taking touches away because it was a Deuce Daly backfield. Now Deuce Daly is with the Carolina Panthers. Now Miles Sanders and Chuba Hubbard and Raheem Blackshear get to cannibalize each other. And hopefully... Justin Jackson is just the third running back. Hopefully this is a committee between David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs. Justin Jackson can be the backup rusher to David Montgomery. He can be in on first and second down. He can pass block. He can do it all. And he can be the direct backup to Jameer Gibbs as well. He can be the third down back. He can be involved in the screen game. He can run routes out of the slot if you need him to. Justin Jackson has the inside track to be the the wider. (laughs) Justin Jackson. Has the inside track to be the running back three for the Detroit Lions. He has to keep Craig Reynolds away. has to keep Jamar Jefferson away and Muhammad Ibrahim, who they signed as an undrafted free agent out of the University of Minnesota. But keeping that name just, just in the back of your mind, if anything happens to Jameer Gibbs, Justin Jackson would be the one-for-one one fill-in. If anything happens to David Montgomery, Justin Jackson would be the one-for-one one fill-in. Some other signings across the league, this time on the defensive side of things. Dwayne Smoot, edge rusher for the Jacksonville Jaguars, is returning to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He tore his Achilles in week 16 last year. He is still rehabbing. We'll see when he returns to the field, if it is indeed 2023. But signed to a one year deal worth up to $6.25 million. Obviously, this is going to be a heavily incentive-laden contract as he recovers from an Achilles tear, but the Jaguars get their guy, keep him away from the Baltimore Ravens, who were set to meet with him this weekend or early next week. And instead, now the Ravens will bring in Kyle Van Noy for a visit, the former Chargers, Patriots, Dolphins, edge rusher slash linebacker. That would be a perfect fit, Kyle Van Noy and the Baltimore Ravens. That just, I'm surprised, he feels like a Raven. He just feels like one of those guys that has already been a Baltimore Raven. So Dwayne Smoot, shuns the Baltimore Ravens, goes back to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Al-Khadin Muhammad goes from the Colts, spends a year, follows Matt Eberflus to the Chicago Bears, doesn't have a really productive year, and now is returning to the Indianapolis Colts. He was a starter for the Colts, one of those first, second down starters, and then they'd bring in the third down edge rusher. But, hey, another productive player for the Indianapolis Colts, a team that is lacking edge rushers. So even if he doesn't have the juice that they need at least it's a body who can start games for the Colts which is something that they don't have a lot of they really don't we also saw Bryce Young sign his contract today Bryce Young signs a four-year deal 37.9 million dollars fully guaranteed that was what Adam Schefter reported Ian Rapoport reported it was a 41 million dollar contract fully guaranteed so I don't know who you believe either way Bryce Young gets paid, gets his money. Kevin Bayard, safety for the Tennessee Titans, unfortunately does not. He takes a pay cut down to $11 million in base salary. That's a $3 million pay cut. He has the chance to earn the rest of those $3 million back with incentives. But Titans finally convince him to take a pay cut instead of getting cut. And taking a massive pay cut, at least on a year-to-year basis, is Dan Snyder. The 24-year reign of Dan Snyder is over unanimously, the 31 other NFL owners voted to approve the sale to Josh Harris, the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers and the owner of the New Jersey Devils. And this is a good thing. It's about time Dan Snyder needed to go. And it's really funny how it all went down because Dan Snyder, they already found he had a toxic work culture. Didn't really affect him. Yeah, he had some fines. You got you got a slap on the wrist, but it was fine. Then there's allegations of sexual harassment from Dan Snyder, and that didn't seem like it was going to take Dan Snyder down. Instead, it was stealing from the other NFL owners. And based on the report, it looks like he only stole 11 million allegedly from the other NFL owners. And as we reported, I believe yesterday or the day before the Green Bay Packers, they made about 388 million dollars as a team. That's what they received from the NFL. And remember, it's about a 50-50 split. I can't remember what the actual breakdown is. It's a 51-49 split in favor of someone, but $388 million to the Packers. The football team for the players would also be $388 million to the Packers. The owners. Or it's to Dan Snyder. All that, you lost your franchise. A franchise you wanted to keep over $11 million when you're making... potentially. Obviously, there's minority stakeholders and all that, and there's overhead. But regardless, it was a cash cow, and Daniel Snyder gave it up for pennies. And now, obviously, he's a very, very, very rich man, $6 billion. So he's fine in the grand scheme of things, but Dan Snyder didn't want to lose his team. And that's what brought him down, stealing from the other NFL owners, not all the other horrible things he did, but was stealing from other rich people that brings him down. And now it's a new era for the Washington question marks, because it does sound as though they are going to change the name of the Washington Commanders. They don't like Commanders. They didn't like the the football team. And when Josh Harris was talking about it, he said that the best team in the NFL once upon a time was the Washington Arsler's, which I guess was true. The Arsler's were a pretty good football team for a lot of years, won a Super Bowl with Doug Williams. But don't bring it back to that name. Let's move forward. Let's pick a good name for the Washington football team. Even go back to football team, instead of the commanders. Just don't go back. To the Arsler's final news and notes around the NFL. Kevin Maxson, congratulations to the Jaguars assistant strength coach. He came out and is now the first openly gay major U S men's pro sport coach across all four major leagues. So congratulations to him. That is great to be able to do that and have the support that the Jacksonville Jaguars have offered him and the NFL hopefully will offer him. So great news there and not so great news for the New York Jets, at least on offense. The offense, day two of struggling for the New York Jets offense. Aaron Rodgers, he's 8 of 13. Misses Alan Lazard in his first deep ball of training camp. And once again, the defense won. The offense is sloppy. Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson aren't quite there yet. Garrett Wilson, one of those wide receivers that likes to improvise his routes. And it works. He just gets open, but he's not in the spot Aaron Rodgers expects him to be. And Aaron Rodgers, we've seen for years, doesn't like when you are not exactly where he wants you to be. He is very fickle with his wide receivers. So two days, bad news for the New York Jets. There is a lot of training camp left. We expect offenses that are completely starting fresh, completely starting new. It's a new offense coordinator, new quarterback. All these guys have to learn to play within that system and with Aaron Rodgers. So we expect it to be sloppy to start the year. But we're going to continue to watch and we're going to continue to wait and see
1: if Garrett Wilson and Aaron Rodgers are going to miss each other this year. Hey, you like that video? Be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit. Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.